The statistic of 96% of businesses failing within a 10-year period is a very well-known statistic. It's a depressing statistic. It's depressing. And what makes it even more depressing is most of that happens in the first two years. But there's an even more depressing statistic. Of the 96% that fail, 90% of them give up. In other words, they are not being put into liquidation. They are just waking up one morning and they're saying, I'm just closing this down, I can't do it anymore. That generally comes at a very dark moment in an entrepreneur's journey. Even this morning, I had a meeting before this recording and the entrepreneur was saying, I don't know why I'm doing this. I've been doing this now for five years. I have no idea why I'm doing this. And I'm actually just coming to you just to ask you that question. Why am I doing this? That sense of desperation as to what did I get myself into is an incredibly powerful emotion and one that unfortunately switches off the light to many entrepreneurs who, if they just push through just a little bit more, might get to the other side. And when you look at every entrepreneurial story, every entrepreneur has wanted to give up, not once, but many times on their journey. So the question is, why don't they give up? What are they doing that's allowing them to bridge those dark moments, those deep, deep self-questioning moments? How do they get through that? And that is exactly what this series is all about. Uncovering the techniques, the approaches, and the devices that entrepreneurs use to keep them moving forward. But this is not about rah-rah. We're going to explore eight techniques that each offer a unique motivational energy, or perhaps better described as motivational fuel, that can be leveraged during these darker periods. My name is Gareth Armstrong, and across from me is Alon Reyes, CEO of Racecorp. And he has worked with literally thousands of entrepreneurs over his 20 years building Africa's most successful business incubator and an even longer entrepreneurial journey. And so, Alon is a well of knowledge and experience that we are going to draw from during this series. And in this first episode, we're going to talk about Alon's shower routine. Alon? So, we're going to deal with eight techniques, eight different devices, as you might call it, ways to get through the dark moment. So if you are an entrepreneur right now who's thinking about giving up, maybe one of these work for you, maybe two work for you. I personally use all eight because even 30 years into this entrepreneurial journey, I still do wake up some Monday mornings and think, what am I doing this for? And so in those particular moments, I reach into my box of tricks and pull out one of these techniques, something that I feel is appropriate for this type of moment or this particular issue that I'm battling with. I don't want to divert us away from the core uh, purpose of this particular first conversation, but you've been doing this for a long time now. Would these techniques work for someone that is at the beginning of their journey just as well as they might work for you? Because you, know, you, you could go play golf tomorrow and not all that much might change for you, but someone else that plays golf tomorrow means that they have no machinery working for their business and so they, they don't move anywhere. Yeah, these uh, techniques that I'm going to be talking about have been techniques I've been using since the beginning. So all eight of them that we'll discuss over the next couple of weeks 
have been used from day dot. I think what's more important is when to use what. And we'll try and get through that over the next couple of weeks. Okay, so when to use what. But we do have a first technique that we are going to talk about today. So let's jump straight into that, please. Yeah, this is called the shower routine. And why it's called the shower routine is because you do it in the shower. We all know that creating a, a new habit is very, very difficult. People talk about having to do it for 21 days. People talk about the fact that we will always resort back to what we were doing before, that to keep a habit going is very difficult. But a habit that most of us have in place is to either bath or shower on a daily basis, sometimes twice. And I happen to be a shower person, and I happen to shower first thing every morning. And so to me, that was the ideal place to start my motivation, my place that I get myself ready for the day, for the week, for the year. And that happens every day and has happened every single day for the last 30 years. You can modify this according to the way that you want to do it. And so I speak about all these techniques, just by the way, Gareth, as just suggestions, not de facto the thing that you need to do. Take from it what you like and adapt it to your circumstance and to your style. Do it the way that you want to do it. So if you want to do the shower routine in the bath, do it in the bath. If you want to change the sequence, change the sequence. If you want to change the wording, change the wording. But I think the principle remains that every single morning before I get into my vehicle and go to work, I am motivated and I am self-motivated. So the technique starts like this. I get into the shower and I keep my eyes open and I start talking to myself. And I have four things that I go through every single morning. I may, I can, I will, I am. Uh, let's say that again. I may... I can, I will, and I am. Correct. All right, I need to write these down. I think we should all write these down. I yeah. may, I can, I will, I am. Thanks, Alon. Right, so I may is I have the right to. Now, just think about the concept of I may. For many entrepreneurs, they look around and they see in online magazines and on TV and on series, all these very successful entrepreneurs and success and that that billionaire status seems to be the status of a few it's th those people the lucky few and it seems to be for many entrepreneurs that they feel that that's not their domain it's not their right to that at some deep level and so what we're trying to get across with our may is to reinforce every single morning that you no matter who you are, have the right to success. Whether success means a billion dollars or success means a million rand or success means to be with your children every single day, whatever success means to you, you have the right to it. No one has more right or less right to it. So I start off the morning, and I'm going to use the word meditation. I start off that morning meditation in the shower reminding myself that I have the right to success. But what does that look like? So it doesn't feel too fluffy because someone can stand in front of the mirror and say, you have the right. But uh, that may feel good, but lacks real substance. So I'm interested in how we, who can often be quite serious people, get ourselves to really appreciate what you're describing here. 
So, first of all, I don't verbalize it as in with my voice. It's all these are voices in my head, so to speak. I'm speaking in my mind, telling myself this in the morning. There is a string of sentences that are curated depending on the stage of my journey. I split it into two areas. One is very much my personal life and the other is my business life. So I will share with you some of the things that I might tell myself I have the right to. And before you do that, can I just confirm, these are things that you repeat every day? Every day. When do adjustments come in? When things change, when you achieve it. Okay. Okay. And some are unachievable to some extent. So one of the things that I talk about every day is I have the right to be healthy and happy. I have that right. So that's a personal thing. I have the right to be healthy and I have the right to be happy. And I have the right to have a healthy family. These are all personal things. So those don't change. I have that right. No one has the right to have a healthier family or a less healthy family. Everyone has that right. I remind myself I have that right. On a, let's call it a business side or maybe a financial side, I might say if perhaps I've just bought a home, that I have a right to have a paid-for home, that I see the mortgage being zero, that I have the right to a zero mortgage that's paid off. That might be on the personal or the financial side. No judgment where you put it. I have the right to be a millionaire, a billionaire, insert whatever you see as success. I have that right. So you can adapt. You can hear in the series of things that I, I'm reminding myself I have the right for, there's some things that are perennial and there are things that are specific to this moment in time. Hmm. And it seems almost at this particular point that because you're describing a right to something rather than a want of something, that you can actually, you have a right to almost anything. And so you can take this particular portion of this meditation or this shower routine, and you can go to places that you ordinarily might not have thought you could because it is within your rights to have a billion dollars or whatever the case might be. I want to just use this perhaps as a segue, Gareth, because we're touching on it's called a deep psychological issues. I'm not a psychologist and don't profess to be one. But for me, there's this great balance between deservedness, I deserve it, and this entitlement. When you cross the line to entitlement in I have the right, you've gone too far. When you're in the space of deservedness, I deserve it, then you're in the right space. So that's sort of the sp space in your mind where you are when you're saying, I have the right. I deserve this. There's this deep deservedness. If you look at my mentor who invests in many entrepreneurs, a big part of how he invests is look at the entrepreneur's level of deservedness. Do they believe they deserve success? Because when you believe you deserve it, not in an entitled way, but in, in a way that I know I still have to work for it, I'm still going to be lucky on this journey, but I still deserve this. Not more, not less than anyone else. Then you have opened the first door to success, the, an important door to success. You've opened the door for yourself. So every morning in the shower, I literally open the door to success because I'm saying, I deserve to be in that club. 
I deserve to be in the club of successful people. I deserve it. A quick moment of reflection. If we go back five or 10 or maybe 20 years, those things that you reminded yourself that you deserved then, how many of them have you achieved? Uh, how has your list evolved? Most of them. If I look back then, most of them. If I look at the first sort of six months with the shower routine, I've achieved every single one of those things I've asked for. Mm. The thing that I have to work on all the time is healthy, happy family. But it's very interesting when we talk about that because sometimes we fight with our spouse or our kids or whatever the case may be. When I am saying in the morning, I have the right to a healthy, happy family, I think, gee, I'm in the way of that. And I'm far more than contrite when I leave the shower and I'm less um, obstinate because now the motive is for a healthy, happy family and I can see my role in not allowing that to happen. So it's it's a great equalizer. What I also love about this is that it almost forces us to acknowledge that we have to cultivate these things. It's not a, a it's not something that will just come to you. There's a lot of messaging out there that if we just want it, it will come. Yes. You know, if we vibrate at the right frequency, it will, you know, the, yes. the magnets will attract. Yes. But what I love about what you're describing here is that we're positioning ourselves as cultivators, and I think that's just a powerful thing. It's constant work. So even when you ask me the question, what have you achieved? I've achieved some of those things that are, let's call it finite. If you want this thing to happen or this deal to happen, which is in the finite section, those things have been achieved. But there's another category of things that I say every single morning that are impossible to achieve ongoing. It's constant work. I'm human. I make mistakes. I lose traction. So it's about this constant drive to achieve a sense of contentment more than happiness. I'm more on a journey for contentment to be content than to be happy. Happy, happy is a, a heightened state. Contentment is a more equal state. I look for that. Yeah, in my life, I, I've targeted peace, not happiness. Happiness is like a cloud. It can just vaporize in a second. But yeah. peace, I can build a foundation there. So yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, so it's not this like rah-rah and I really don't want to. I think what's very important to anyone listening to this series is to, to understand this is not a rah-rah series. This is not about you can do it, man. You go, girl. This is not one of those series. This is really a series seriously about your relationship with you in a deep, considered way when you are really at an inflection point on your journey where you're making a decision to give up or not. Alon, we've just run out of time and we've only just scratched the surface of the first device or technique that you use. We were planning for this to be eight episodes. It, almost immediately it feels like it's going to be a lot more. It has the potential to be a lot more. Let's see where it goes. So, you know, maybe at the end we'll put the title as the 12 or the 15 as we work it out. But let's just work it out and let's uh, just go through these things one by one. It certainly has the potential to be a lot more engaging from this particular conversation. I think it's going to be highly valuable. To you, our entrepreneur listener, head over to racecorp.com where you can sign up for notifications about the next episode in the series or follow Racecorp on your favorite social media platforms where updates will also be shared. I'm Gareth Armstrong and we'll see you as we discuss the next part of Alon Shah routine in the next episode.